the Severe MMA Podcast Premium with Sean Sheehan and Graham McDonald. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Severe MMA Podcast. And today I'm joined by Ian Gary, who fights this weekend at Cage Warriors Unplugged. Ian, how are you? How are things? What's the crack, Sean? How are we? Yeah, not too bad. No, it was a big, it was a big day for you. Obviously, Dublin. You know, you're a big, uh, a big GF fan. How how did you see that Ireland Ireland final? Where were you watching it? Oh, uh, I actually put a bet on. Yeah, I put a bet, a fiver bet on for a double draw, as in draw half time and a draw full time, and I'm fuming. Oh, that is a wrong. Yeah, they, what, they were up by three or four points at half time, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was just look. It was just the fact that they were a man down there trying to play it a bit smarter, and Kerry came out and took advantage of it in the second half. Yeah, it was a good game. Like I don't want to go into deep football analysis here. Yeah. No, it was. It was a really yeah. good game. My, one of my one of my friends plays for the Dublin team. Um, so he's he he done well. Who was so that? I was happy about that. Brian Howard. Oh yeah, he was probably man the match today. Maybe even wasn't he? he was very good. Very very good. Mm-hmm. I I he picked one ball out of the sky and I was he had me had me off my seat at that stage. It was very good. It was actually the 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 goal that Dublin scored. He picked it out of the sky and then passed it to uh, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I know. I so know. It was very good. The last time we were talking, you said you played a bit of hurling and stuff. Did you play any football when you were growing up? Yeah, yeah. I was mainly football was all the way football. up until oh. I I I. I decided that I didn't want to play football anymore and I left club and went to a better hurling club because I moved schools and stuff like that so I loved that and I've just never really felt the the need to go back I like punching people in the face more <laughs> yeah there wasn't much of that today there could have been there could have been another bit could have been could have been but uh, I suppose uh, another thing before we get into the fighting and stuff um you know, the, the kind of the big thing I suppose to happen to you since your last fight is this viral clip that went mad with yourself and your granddad. Yeah, tell tell us about how how it kind of came about and and how you planned it and stuff. It's just it was just kind of a natural thing that I I wanted to get it done for ages. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to get those tattoos in that specific position for a while. I just I never really did. I was I I was focused on training. And what I do after a fight is I get a tattoo, so I have to give myself a week off. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'll just be back in the gym lashing Elva. And you you don't want to overtrain your body. You need yeah. to give your body a bit of a break. So I remember, I, I think it was Reese McKee got a tattoo in the exact same position saying obsessed. And I was like, oh, fuck's sake, man. That's so good. I really like that. And he was like, yeah, it's really cool. I was like, I, I want like, a, a very 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 similar type of style except on both arms and mm-hmm. um, once the fight fell through i was like yep that's it i'm getting them that's it it's happening and uh i knew what i wanted so i've got one on my left arm from my granddad it says the word imagine and i've got one on my right arm from my nana that says be patient so i uh i just i knew we'd like I, I, there was times where i would be sitting at my we were sitting on my uh my 21st birthday and we went and got food and my nana said oh imagine and my granddad just turns around and goes that's a great song that is and just starts singing in the middle of the restaurant and i'm sitting there looking at him going what are you doing you mad thing (laughs) and kind of like every time the word imagine is said he just it's like a little trigger for him he sings and it's just really enjoyable for me to to have that little memory of him and i got a tattoo to remind myself of it and i showed him it and he loved it yeah. So 
It, it was a great it was idea. Rude. I think everyone who saw it kind of, you know, touched him because you said he was suffering a bit with uh, dementia as well and stuff, didn't you? So it's, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's affected mm-hmm. loads of, like, millions of people. Yeah. So it, it, was underst- it was understandable that it kind of went, it was touching people and people were getting a bit emotional watching it and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is, it's actually really nice to see. Like, I, I obviously never, like, intended to put the video out there to make benefit but people were out like being like oh did you put that up on youtube you get money off that i was like that's not what the video's about i just put it up to see people because i enjoyed the video and i thought people might like his reaction and then it just took off and it was it was mad mm-hmm. yeah so like i suppose that that's the kind of thing it's it's maybe an indirect thing you know people saying that you afterwards and we've you know we've spoken a few times obviously in this podcast and stuff about kind of you know, being an MMA fighter these days is not just about fighting and stuff like that. It's about promoting yourself as well. And I think, like, for me, and I say in this podcast over and over, it's kind of being yourself and maybe putting yourself out there as yourself. Is that the kind of the way you find it too? And was that kind of something that you try to do as much as you possibly can? Sean, I am going to be myself until the day I die. And there is never going to be a day where I am fake or I feel out of comfort or try to do something to impress someone that... I wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. that's not my style my style is just be me and if you don't like me well then you can go do one do you know what i mean yeah that's that's the way i look at it and that's the way i always have i've always been told to just be true to myself and i've been raised to have confidence in myself and well i've bags of confidence anyway so it's kind of good i'm, I'm happy i'd walk into an empty room and just start dancing on a table if, <laughs> if if there was no if there was no vibe like so mm-hmm. And I suppose as well, like, I suppose I went back today and I looked at, at your fight and we'll talk a little bit about that, I suppose. And you're talking about confidence. And one thing I always, you know, talk about with fight, fighters and different different things is having the confidence when you get in there to be kind of comfortable. And for you in your first professional fight to come out there and win in, what, 15 seconds, knock James Sheehan down. And mm. <laughs> like, how, when you're, what are you thinking after that, after like 15 seconds into your professional career and you get a big knockdown, the fight's almost finished. What, what, what are your kind of, your levels of kind of confidence right then at that, at that point? Uh, that, that was, I was, he, see, I knew, I knew instantly he wasn't out. I knew instantly he was, cause he, he instantly attacked the, uh, the leg and I was like, right, he's, he's still, he's still with it. Mm-hmm. So I need to be smart here. But when I'm fighting, my confidence is completely different. It's more kind of setback. Like I've, I've learned over years of fighting in boxing and stuff like that. That when you when you when you're overconfident, you you're you're not going to perform. For example, Anthony Joshua versus Ruiz. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was too confident. Went in there and then Ruiz brought it to him. And well, we all know how that ended. Yeah. But. Uh, for me, I just like to be calculated and calm and cool and just my confidence shows in my striking, but I need to earn the other person's respect and show, let them know what's up. And if someone wants to try walk through my punches and come and take me down, then fair game, let's go. Because people don't realize that I'm near, I'm probably more confident on the ground late, like since I've started training, uh, to, like since I've been professional, I'm a hell of a lot more confident on the ground, nearly than I am at stand up because I'm ending up there so much with the with the drills we're doing in the gym, and if it goes to ground, I'm happy. I'm happy out. Mm-hmm. So like, if people want to walk through the punches to take me down, which is what's going to happen in this fight, he's probably he ain't going to be able to beat me on the feet, so he's going to have to take me down and or at least close the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's gonna have a hard out night either way anyway so i'm hoping for a good fight yeah so uh, just a couple more things on, on that james sheen's fight looking back at it are you the sort of fellow who goes back and looks at it like a hundred times and sees okay the good yeah. things you did but the bad things you did as well what you need to improve on is that something you've done with that fight yeah multiple 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 times i just whenever i watch a fight it, i just always end up watching my fight because i can always go back and pick out aspects where i should have done something different or whether i should have done this now obviously that fight was completely different because i broke my hand a minute in mm -hmm. so i had to be smart i had to play it cool and I couldn't do some of the stuff I would have liked to have done. Like I know if I had have had it like a fully functioning right hand, because it was it was sore from the moment I broke it. I knew it was broke. I would have been able to hit harder, and it would have been able to set up other shots and force them backwards. So I kind of just had to go off the jab and just keep them at distance, and then I had to start implementing a couple more kicks. And it wasn't ideal, but look, sometimes that's not your choice. You just got to play the hand you're dealt and mm -hmm. do the best you can. And that was what I done, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm very like I. Chris will tell you like I'd walk out the back and just be like I wasn't happy with that, mm -hmm. and well, it's just the way I am, and I'll, I'll always be my worst critic, and I'll go home and work on it then in the gym, mm -hmm. work on my what I will, I'll know instantly what my, what my little problems are, or what I should have done, or where I could have improved, or what I need to do to improve going forward, and even already I said this, I sent Chris a text earlier today. This camp has been so good and there's already been a massive jump even before the last fight. So like even between this, the, the fight that was meant to happen in June and now there's already been another jump, mm -hmm. which is mad to see. I think it's just because of the mindset and just the, the training has been so good and everything in the gym is just clicking at the moment. And with me, it's just clicking and I already know what I have to work on after this fight, mm -hmm. even before it's happened. Which is, is mad, so... Yeah. Do you think, like, you know, what happened in that fight, say you almost got to finish immediately, but it, you broke your hand and it went 15 minutes. Do you think, in hindsight, the the fact that you kind of did break your hand, you had to come through that, and you got those 15 minutes under your belt, which, you know, people like me talk about all the time, you need that experience under your belt in the cage. Do you think that was kind of maybe a little bit of a blessing in disguise, the fight actually went that way? Uh, yeah, kind of. I think, like, obviously, I'm one of those people that that don't like i believe everything kind of happens for a reason mm -hmm. i said like i do like now i do and i don't in a sense with with stuff but like when you're walking into a fight and if your hand breaks that was that 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 just happens do you know what i mean so i believe it's meant to play out that way just like the reason was before that was i was only able to get that fight because i was doing a test with someone i believe that that was the way it was meant to be and i i, I took full advantage of it um, I absolutely loved getting the three rounds in. I very rarely go three rounds. Sure, all my amateur wins were by stoppage. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, and then I walk into the first pro fight and I went 15 minutes. And now I have to say, I absolutely loved it. Mm -hmm. It was it was enjoyable. I like I loved every second of it, which is was really weird because I was actually because because it was pro. The tempo was like me and James went to war. Like that wasn't like it was a yeah a boring fight like there was shots like there was output from both of us like mm -hmm. people talk about the output from like Kobe Covington and Kamara Usman like if you look at that fight both of us didn't stop at any stage bar the the, the, the clinch which is hard to throw shots anyway mm -hmm. because you're trying to control another man but no I absolutely loved getting the 15 minutes and I have this mindset about fights about fighting I've seen too many people go in there and try to finish someone 
and overextend on a shot and get clipped or mm-hmm. try throw heavy shots and burn themselves out. I just go in there, cool, calm, collected, snappy shots, pick pick someone apart, and if the finish opens up, it opens up. Mm-hmm. And if it goes 15 minutes again, it goes 15 minutes again. Once I come out and I look pretty, I don't care what happens. <laughs> and I suppose... You know, it's it's great getting in there for you and having to fight. But what what about when something like that Teo Dunja fight happens, where obviously he failed his medical? Was it today of the fight or the day before the fight? And your fight was cancelled. Like how devastating, yeah. how sick and must you have been after that? Oh, I just went to the ground and punch everything in my in, in my sight, but I had to just keep the head. I knew there was James was fighting. Obviously, I knew the lads. Obviously knew I was in a bad mood but like I had to kind of keep the the good vibes up because that's the type of person I am I bring in, I bring I bring the energy to rooms I, I'm that bit of crack I'm always throwing on banter Chris likes to call me the lip because I talk so much shit <laughs> but like it's that. it's a joke it, it's good it, yeah. I, I just go around the gym and like we'll be in between rounds and I'll look at one of the lads and I'll just go you're some bussy you are you're a shite bag you're lucky I don't get my hands on you this round just, just joking and stuff like that so if I if I didn't do that I feel like the team would be a bit off, but I just had to kind of deal with it. I mean, it happens to other people. And look, Sean, at the end of the day, there's a lot, a lot of worse things that could have happened. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of worse things. I could have broke my leg or something, or he could have broke his leg. Look, it, it is what it is. It happened. And now we are where we are right now. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose, uh, you know, it's, what is it, three or four months after that now, seven months into your first fight, obviously you broke the hand and stuff, so it's not that long out of the out of the cage, you know, looking at it, maybe take it back it is, but, uh, you know, if, if you look at it that way, but this this Friday evening you're fighting uh, Martin Harris, when you're looking at him, when you're looking at tape of him, and I know you do that, what what do you think, what do you see on him and how, how good do you think he is, how tough do you think this fight will be? Oh, I don't like talking talking about my opponents because I never want to badmouth them or be a dick or do anything like that. I just don't, it's not the way I am. Yeah. I like to be respectable, but like in, in, okay, in out of respect, I just don't think he's good enough. Mm-hmm. Now he's been in there with some of the best in Europe. When you look at his record, he's not like he's four and five, but he's not your average four and five where he's fought yeah. guys who are oh and two and mm-hmm. one and one. He's fought the likes of Hack and Foss, Steve O'Keefe, Nathan Jones, Alex Lahore. He's fought some big names. Now, granted, he lost to them, but anyone who wasn't a massive name in Europe, he beat. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just going in there with the mindset of once I win that, that shows people what level I'm at. And he's experienced, so there's no excuse of saying, oh, well, he hasn't been in fights. He said this is his 10th professional fight. I don't know how many times he's gone the 15 minutes or how many times he's been stopped or anything like that. I don't really look into fighters. That's Chris's job. And I watch a couple of little clips that me and Chris send to each other, and that's about it. But I just do what I'm told. Chris will give me a game plan. We'll work it out. We've worked it out. We've, we've decided what our game plan is. I'll go in there and implement that the best I can. And at the end of the day, I don't care what happens in that cage once I come out with my hand raised. Mm-hmm. So, like, watching a couple of his, la- his last few fights, he, like, he's lost his last three in a row and they're all been by submission. Uh, but to me, you know, he comes in, he throws kind of big shots inside, gets very close and throws them. But, uh, like, a lot of the times at the start of his fights, especially his last fight against uh, Nathan Jones, he took him down really, really early and he was getting on top of him and he looked like he was maybe not going to dominate that fight, but was winning the fight from on top and then was, you know, got submitted. You know, you talked earlier there about lads kind of going, tr- they'll have to get through your shots to take you down. 
do you think that'll be the kind of the way for, forward that he will think he'll have against you that he'll just go, go in and try to take you down yeah 100% I think he has to close the distance and I think the the earlier he does it the better for him mm-hmm. because then he'll be in his mind in control of the fight as I said like I've and Chris Chris absolutely abuses me over this mm-hmm. I don't care if I get taken down because then I'm into grappling and I love grappling. People don't know me as a grappler. People don't associate me with grappling. But I tell you what, take me down and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I don't mind grappling. I, I love it. And I love the submissions and I've lo- I, I look at the people I train with. I, like, I, I know how to handle myself on the ground. So to be honest, if he, if he comes in and he closes me up against the cage, cool, that's okay with me. I'm fine. I'll be happy to there. I'll, I'll obviously work to reverse it and then implement my game plan. If he takes me down, cool, I'll work on the takedown. I'll scramble. I'll either get back up my feet or I'll continue to grappling. But wherever you see me in the fight, I will be happy in that position because unless it's Mount Bottom Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be happy because... I'm I'm comfortable everywhere, and that's the way I've worked. I'm a, I'm a I'm a martial artist. I'm not a striker or a grappler. I like to do it all, and I enjoy every bit of it. So, look, it's going to be hard to go in and dominate a full fight. Anyway, mm-hmm. you're going to lose you're going to lose sections of the fight. So, I mean, I'm going to go in there and try my best to dominate this fight and be finished with it as early as possible. If that's if that's if that comes about, but mm-hmm. if not, go in there and just do me and see what happens and. Most of all, have fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you, you know, you said Chris gets a little bit frustrated at you maybe for going to the ground like that. To me, watching someone say like uh, an Anthony Pettis, I get very frustrated watching him because I think he, like he's such a good striker and he kind of loves going for guillotines and like loves getting t- to his back mm-hmm. and going for submissions. Like, is there any danger that, you know, I, and I want to know about the tactics, like how you kind of adjust your tactics to when you need to do that, when you need to go for submissions on the ground, you go for them, but you also kind of need to avoid them, don't you? And you don't want to get in that position. If you get in that position, grand, but like, how how is that? Is there ever like a danger of, I'm going to get to that position because I want to prove myself there? Um, No, Chris, this is why Chris... Yeah, <laughs> Chris gives out to me. This is why I want to. I nearly want to prove to people mm-hmm. how good my grappling is by going in and, for example, subbing people or dominating them on the ground and just showing them that they 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 can't hang with me. But he's like, no, you're not listening to me. No, he's like, what's your favorite part about MMA? And I'm like striking. He's like, "There's your answer." I was like, "No, no, no, no! You can't, you can't ask me that, Chris. That's too broad." He was like, "Okay." He was like, "Why should someone? Why should you go take someone down and prove you're such a good grappler when you are probably better than ninety nine percent of the people at striking?" I'm like, "Well, okay, that's a fair point when you say it like that, Chris. Uh, I'll take that." So. Look, as I said, I don't really mind where a fight goes. I'm always going to have confidence in myself and enjoy it. So I'll obviously stick to the game plan, and that's the game plan we've set out, and that's the way that's our that's our, our road to victory. And I'm just going to follow that as best we can. And if we end up on the ground, we end up on the ground. Mm-hmm. If it's on the feet, it's on the feet. I don't care. I really don't. Sounds good. I, I got okay, two two more quick things here before I let you go. Um, Cage Warriors announced uh, they're they're coming back to Ireland. They're going to Cork on November 9th. I presume you want to be on that card, do you? Yeah, 
Yeah, I like come here, Sean. The way I want to see, like, I, I want to see myself fighting three more times this year. Mm-hmm. I want to see this fight. Hopefully, I get well. If all goes well, should I say? Yeah, I'll come out there unscathed and with the W. So no injuries, no knocks, no bruises, and I'm hoping to get a quick turnaround and go for Liverpool. All right. Three weeks later, um, I don't think that's that's in any way too ambitious. I think that's pretty pretty fair. Three weeks, quick turnaround, make up for that fight in London, and go again, and then set my sights for either. Cork or London at the end of the year, whichever come, whichever they want me to do. I mean, they're they're in charge. If they want me to stay in England and be on the same card as Webby and the lads, then I'm absolutely fine with that. If they want me to go and fight down in Cork, I'm cool with that. Either way, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, the bigger the card, the better. So, like for example, London's probably going to be the bigger card. But then again, you're fighting in your home your home country. I mean, I just to be honest. I just wish it was somewhere better than Cork. I know. I mean, I'm not saying Cork is <laughs> how, shy. How dare I, you? <laughs> no, I'm not saying Cork is shy. I just think, like, if you're going to do it, Cork doesn't really make sense. Like, for for example, in my mind, my output on it is obviously the Neptune Stadium is a good arena. I mean, Chris was only talking to me the other day saying he made his pro debut there. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about it going, why didn't they have it in, like, the SSE in Belfast and have like Reese McKee, Paul Hughes, Joe McColgan, Deck McKenna, uh, or have it down in Dublin or somewhere around there. Like it just corks a bit out of the way for everyone. Do you know what I mean? There's a good scene down in Cork though. Have you been to no, the cards, I'm, the Cage I'm, Legacy cards on there and stuff? I'm I'm not I'm not saying there's not. I'm just saying for the bigger picture in my mind, I'm just wondering why they put it in Cork like, rather than in Graham Bylan from Belfast. Cork as well. So that's, that's probably the main thing. That's that we we all know that's the yeah. reason why Graham Graham wants to bring it back to his hometown, and that's understandable. But I just think, look, it's going to be a good card no matter what. I just I think they've got some. You've got some savage talent, like the exact like some of the names I just named there. You could easily put a. A hell of a lot more lads, the likes of Paul Lawrence and Conrad uh, Iwanowski, and then you could get lads from Rhino. There's loads of lads out there that can fill that card, and then you can put some Amis on. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think it could be a, a great card if they do it right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you, you were supposed to fight in Cork there a few months ago, weren't you, before you got to Cork? So you, I think you should pay him back now, and I'll be at it as well, so you better <laughs> get on right, that card. Come here, look, come here, look, if I if it goes down if it goes down to Cork, I'll have a heap of people going down, so it's not going to bother me whatever way. Because I'll get a good night out after that. Yeah, so, so nice. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, la- <laughs> last thing here before, uh, before I let you go. The cage door closes on Friday evening. What's going to happen? Tell us. Give us your prediction. You gave me a bit of a prediction for the last one. So tell us what's going to happen. That one didn't happen. So what's going to happen in this one? <laughs> that last one should have happened if this fire had gone ahead. <laughs> Trust me, that would have been brilliant. Um, we'll keep that in a secret we for will, future we references. Will, we that, um. Okay, it dep- it really depends on what he brings, Sean. Mm. It really depends on what style he comes out. If he comes out brash and looking to sprint at me, which is what I'm ex- I'm expecting he's going to do because he's small and he's not. I'm six foot three. Like he's going to have a hard time landing. He's I think he's five eight or five nine. He's going to have a hard time landing shots at me. Um. So in my mind, I think he's going to look to close distance. So it really just depends on that kind of first exchange from where my mindset's going to go. To be honest, in the nicest way possible, I don't see him lasting past the second round. I think the first round, I'll see what he's bringing. I think I'll just put the pace on him that I've I've been working on and 
I'm, I've always been fit. Like that fight with James Sheehan, I'd never done any strength and conditioning or anything like that. I'm just naturally fit. And I've been working my ass off with uh, my PT, John Carroll, in Evolution Fitness. And I'm fitter than ever. I'm stronger than ever. I feel great. There's times I feel like a bag of shite because it's hard work. But mm. I feel like I go in there and with all the hard work I've done, I really don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he was out in one. I don't see him going past two. But look, if he ends, up, if it ends up going the distance, then fair play. He'll he'll have earned my respect no matter what. Standing into that cage, and I'll buy him a beer afterwards and I whoop his ass. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. I'm I'm not sure that sounds so great for him, but I'm sure he liked the beer anyway. But anyway, uh, Ian Gary, thanks very much for joining me. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck Anytime. this weekend. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you all next time. Hey.